Sometimes in life we just suffer. Sometimes it's from being totally withdrawn. Or so much stress that we are totally anxious. Or so tired that we are totally burnt out. But our current position is not our final destination. No, indeed. There's hope. So whether it's your personal life, your career, your relationship, your business, or your job, we say there's reason to believe again. And we present from Andy's personal development, the breakout room. It's the place for health, happiness, and prosperity. Stay tuned for more. Our next guest in the breakout room is the owner of My Food in France Limited and my best friend in France. She does a paid cookery membership, holds interactive online cook-along classes for teams and individuals, and will soon be organizing retreats close to her home in Provence. This is Judith Keys, our guest. She says, I have always dreamed of starting a foodie business. And in January 2022, whilst on maternity leave with her youngest son, My Food in France Limited was born. So, let's welcome this visionary mom, live in the breakup, Judith Keys. Special guest live in the breakout room on this wonderful morning. So, Judith, how are you today? I am very well, Andy. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> and thank you for taking the time to be with us and to share your story and the value of your experience with our people today. So, tell us a bit about Judith Keys in the earlier days of your life. Where did your foundation start from as an individual, as far back as you possibly can remember? That is a, a big question, Andy. Uh, Where did it all begin? So I mm -hmm. am originally from Belfast in Northern Ireland. Right. Um, so I grew up, I suppose, in conflict as as the war mm -hmm. happened in Northern yeah. Ireland. Yeah. Um, and I had a good childhood over, you know, I had a good, happy childhood despite that. Um, it was something that hung over us. Uh, all our lives but mm -hmm. um and that was one of the reasons I think I wanted to get away from Northern okay. Ireland because okay. of that and also it's just a very small place yeah um everybody knows everybody mm. and I couldn't wait to get away and spread my wings <laughs> elsewhere so right. um but it's it's a place that has a lot of fantastic people and I miss it very much yes. Yeah. So you, you're saying that within you, you always had this desire to expand, to be more mm. and to go to a place where you could really fulfill some of those desires. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Why France? 
So France wasn't my first choice. I uh -huh. first moved to Scotland and okay. I did my master's degree there. Mm -hmm. But I did my master's in French and Spanish. So the okay. love of the language was already there. Yeah. And as a family, we came on holiday to France a lot when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. We used to come every other year. And, you know, we didn't have loads of money. So we would do camping holidays. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, just I loved it so much, Andy. And I really enjoyed speaking the language and I learned the language as yeah. you know each time we went so I did my master's in French I think because of that because I just I loved it um, yeah. and I knew I wanted to to get better at it um, and then my family slowly moved here so I'm actually the last one to come okay my parents had taken early retirement to France my mm -hmm. sister moved here with her husband and they yeah. started a family here okay they she had this dream of you know, starting a small holding and with her animals and, you know, yeah. and yeah. she, she did that. She has realized her dream and I was the last one to come. I, I wanted a change. I worked in a corporate environment for a long time in Scotland once I finished university. Mm -hmm. um, and I just knew I needed a change. I think I found myself, I'd reached a, a point where I couldn't move forward in my career. Yeah. Uh, it was a massive law firm. I was a manager, but mm -hmm. I wasn't a lawyer. So I watched all the lawyers move up, 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 you know, become partners. And and I yeah, yeah. I couldn't move anymore. I was at the top of, you know, I couldn't I couldn't develop anymore. Yeah. And I thought, right, something needs to change. So okay. I changed it. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked out wonderful for you. Yeah. So here's the thing, Judith. Have you always had this desire to dabble in food? Yes. And where did that come from? Was it a family thing that you always cook in and having outdoor picnics and stuff? So the foodie thing has been a thread in my life mm -hmm. from the beginning. Okay. And that is mainly due, my parents were both good cooks, but it's probably mainly due to my grandmother. So my yeah. dad's mom. Mm -hmm. And I spent a lot of time with her as a child. And she taught me how to bake and cook and use simple ingredients. And there was something magic about it for me to watch uh, her, you know, with yeah. these really basic things, yeah. just yeah. flour and butter and sugar. And she made the most gorgeous cakes and, right. you know, gorgeous uh, yeah. food and uh -huh. home cooked so I think that was always there. And then I just loved it. I would cook a lot at home. I used to pretend to run my own cookery program. <laughs> oh, you had it in your imagination there all the time. Yes. And now yes. it's actually happening. It's unbelievable. <laughs> wow. I love that. I love that. So wonderful. So what about the difference in terms of uh, the food, the menus that you were accustomed to back in mm. Ireland and Scotland mm. and you came over to France. Is there much of a difference? And, and if so, how? How is it different? Mm. It's very, very different. Ah. Um, I mean, the ingredients are probably quite similar. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But 
they are so they're very very traditional in France okay. Okay. and I think we would have been in Ireland and Scotland a long time ago but mm. it, throughout my childhood we had all different types of cuisines from all over the world okay. we, you know Ireland and the UK is a little small yes. place yes. and we have people who come from all over the world mm-hmm. and you know start restaurants and businesses and the foodie culture from all yeah. over yeah. has been brought to the UK so I was used to all of that and okay. I came to France with this mm-hmm. dream of you know the French foodie culture and it's ah. known as the one of the top places in the world yes it is it is it is but it's very similar they it's always the same traditional food and yeah. that is actually they do it very well that mm-hmm. traditional food but I C'est miss bon. It is so très bon, but I miss the <laughs> I miss the food from home. The, uh-huh. All the different cuisines, not just yeah, Irish yeah. traditional food, but right, right, yeah. Okay, wonderful. So, was it very challenging, Judith, to actually start the business? I mean, you had it floating around in your mm. in your mind. I guess in your DNA, it would have been there. <laughs> yeah. You traveled to France when you were small. You got accustomed to the culture. You learned the language. You loved it. Found it exotic. But when you actually started the business, what were some of the challenges that you faced? So I, luckily, Mm -hmm. when I first came to France, started, um, I don't know if you know the term, I'm sure you probably do, Andy, but a virtual assistant business. So I helped other uh, coaches and consultants actually with social media and with behind the scenes stuff Mm -hmm. you know technology Mm -hmm. admin websites all things like that and I have to say that that was what has really helped me okay that's that was my stepping stone to doing the foodie business so I suppose if I were to say anything to your listeners it would be um if the dream isn't realized just yet, it mm-hmm. may be because you have a stepping stone to go past first. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I couldn't have started the foodie business without what I did before. Okay. I had to learn how to do mm-hmm. all that stuff when I yeah. supported those other clients of mine yeah. with their social media, with, um, you know, running courses and things. I learned a lot from doing that and from creating their membership spaces and helping them and supporting them. Yeah. So that was fantastic for me because I learned, I learned how it all worked. And then mm. it meant that it was actually whenever I was off having my youngest little boy, yes. I took some yes. time off and I had space to think. Um, and I thought, oh, I just, I really want to do something with this love of food. I have to do it. And um, mm-hmm. the idea was born for my food in France. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had all the tools I knew how to okay get the word yeah. out there I knew yeah. how to start my own website I knew how to market it I knew right you know and right. so yeah. it was just so yeah. good yeah. um and, and the challenges are at the moment because of you know people are suffering from not they don't have as much money as they used to mm-hmm. have before we're mm-hmm. suffering this I can't remember what you call it the crisis you know the yeah uh, the pandemic well, not necessarily the pandemic, but post-pandemic, uh, I suppose. Post-pandemic. Yes, you uh-huh. know the price rises and things. So it's, it's I suppose... all across Europe, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. You had it rising basically in England, and then there was some 
kind of protests I saw happening in the streets of France recently, mm-hmm. and I know mm-hmm. it was part of that. So yeah, I can understand the economic situation is kind of like up and down, up and down. Very wow. much so. And so people are hesitant, I think, to yeah. for for non-essential things. They're hesitant yeah. to sign up. So I right. that is the only thing I I'm struggling a little bit with is just getting the word out there and getting more people mm-hmm. in to yeah. join the membership. Uh, because okay. you know it's probably more of a luxury thing. Just at yeah, the moment. I see. Okay, great. Thanks for sharing, Judith. So, what is the basic menu? that you provide people with is there a specialty um something cultural something gourmet Mm. what it is like so what i'll do every month in the membership so people join the membership and what we do is we have usually a cookery class once a month Mm -hmm. online Mm -hmm. so we will i'll send out the list of ingredients beforehand and it is quite often a a french you know a, a french dish right um but I wanted to call the business my food in France because I wanted it to be the French influence, but also Mm -hmm. what I love to cook. Uh, So I have created the classes around that and around what the people in the membership like to, or what they would like to learn. Uh So there's, you know, we've done pastry, we've done, uh, I'm trying to think gorgeous chicken dishes. Someone requested, (laughs) Uh, you know, so I'll, I'll very much, base it upon what people would like is but okay. with a lot of french yeah influence too obviously yes, we're course. here i've got of great course. ingredients yeah. you know um yeah it's a little bit of everything okay great so was was it kind of tough for you um you began in january of 2022 mm. and that is basically coming out of the pandemic era Mm -hmm. in terms of the post-pandemic era um what were some of the things that people were telling you in terms of uh the cook-along classes Mm -hmm. were there challenges that they were sharing with you and stuff with regards to being involved in something like this i think just the same as probably a lot of people andy just having I think I came a little bit late with the Ah, online stuff. Do you know what I mean? Most people were at that point in 2022 where lockdowns had lifted and they were wanted to get back to in-person things. So, um, but I still think it's so useful to be able to do these classes Mm -hmm. online. Mm -hmm. It means you can take part from anywhere. You don't have to go and, you know, mate, you can do it in your you know, your comfy clothes at home and mm-hmm. cook a really beautiful meal. Right. Um, so I really enjoy that. But um, I think the challenge was, yeah, people were looking for in-person things at that yeah. point. Yeah. But it's, yeah. you know, the word is out now and I've had more people join since then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll liaise with everybody in the membership before, you know, at the start of the month and say, right, yeah. when would suit yeah. you? And we'll, we pick okay. a time for that, that okay. month's class. It's really good. Wonderful. And so, well, I'm looking at the information and it says soon you'll be organizing retreats close to your home in province. Mm. Have you already begun those? I am looking into it, Andy. Um, This is something that is going to come and I am hoping uh that it will be a retreat for people to come here where I live is surrounded by gorgeous wine, food, Uh everything. It's a beautiful place. But I hope to run this with a colleague of mine who is a French teacher. And what we're going to do 
mm-hmm. is create an immersive foodie and language retreat. Okay. So it has changed slightly in that oh. it won't all just be about the food, right. but it'll all be right. for, for language learning as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if anybody is interested, it is hopefully going to happen around this time next year, probably May 2024. Yeah. So that is definitely in the pipeline. I'm very excited about it. Um, okay. To get people here to see yeah. it in person. Yeah. So Judith, what is your favorite dish, your favorite personal dish, that dish that you would probably die for and i don't mean literally but yeah like people <laughs> always laugh at me when i tell them this because uh-huh. it's so simple uh-huh. <laughs> it's cauliflower cheese have you ever had that ah uh, i've heard it it is so so terrible some people hate it but uh-huh. that is literally what my last meal request would be oh. uh so it's cauliflower done in a gorgeous bechamel yes. creamy yes. sauce with cheese yes. and it is i could eat a whole oven dish yeah, just full of that yeah it's but... quite healthy though isn't it yeah probably not, not. Really. quite a lot of cheese if you make it my way it's not very healthy <laughs> okay okay not very nutritious but very tasty, tasty. but probably yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i hear you and i'm looking at some of these cooking channels mm. uh is there is there a chef or a cook that influences your style of cooking or the style mm. of food that you use in your programs and so on yeah I'm getting really uh I'm finding a lot of vegan content at the minute that I'm really enjoying because I like to try new things and the vegan wave has not really hit France yet what happens here is it tends to take a little bit of time for big Mm -hmm. food trends to hit so probably in the big cities you'll find uh vegan cafes and things in Paris or maybe Lyon but here where I am uh, in this sleepy little village in Provence, <laughs> it is, if you tell somebody you're vegetarian, they don't mm-hmm. really know what that is. Oh. Vegan is a whole other story. So, like. um, so I must, I will share with you after Andy, cause I can't remember her surname, but she is an amazing content creator on mm. Instagram. Maya, her name is, she's a German, a uh, really young German yeah. chef and her vegan content is amazing and fun okay. and delicious. Right. Um, and in terms of a French chef, uh, I love Helen Darroz. Her name is, mm-hmm. she's a Michelin starred. Okay. French chef who has mm-hmm. a restaurant in London and I think in Paris and her stuff is really accessible as well yeah, so it's yeah. Michelin starred amazing food wow. but it's really quite accessible and yes. simple to make she just okay. takes really good ingredients yeah. and makes gorgeous food so Wonderful. um I'll share that with you after as well I don't know if you have show <laughs> okay. notes but if you want to okay. share with your yeah. audience yeah merci beaucoup Judith wonderful <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a mentor, you know, someone who would have been there guiding you, that still voice helping you make certain pertinent decisions about the business and maybe even about yourself? You know, we always have this one person yeah. that we run to, keeps our feet on the ground and stuff. Is mm. that person existing in your life, Judith? Uh, I suppose I have a few people that I would go to for different things. Mm-hmm. Um but business wise, mm-hmm. I will always look to and speak to my, <laughs> it's interesting that I'm saying this, you've made, you're making me think, my uncle, I have an uncle who lives yeah. in Scotland, he's called Wesley, 
and he was very high up in the engineering business for a very long time and did very successfully and I love talking to him about business and if I have a particular question I will Mm -hmm. think about him and think to ask him okay um and I really appreciate and value his input on the business side of things um, in a person on a personal level, I have my friend Lucy, who I've been friends with since we were at school together, and we're still mm-hmm. very, very close. Wonderful. Now we are so so close, and she would be my mentor and yeah. inspiration for anything, any difficulties in life or you know challenges I'm going through. She is my go-to. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So, tell me, is there a, a possibility of a book? a memoir in <laughs> in the future for you uh, where you will boast about your recipes and your experience and and how you put together the whole challenge that you've had in your mind for so long is there a possibility of that coming up in the future that would be so fantastic Andy yes mm-hmm. I would love to do that at the moment um I do have just a little notebook sort yeah. of recipe planner right meal planner book Mm -hmm. out um you can find on amazon but i don't have a recipe book yet and i have lots of ideas about what i would like that to look like Mm -hmm. and i hope i would love to share something like that in future um i have a really amazing french book uh, written by the the daughter of a very famous french author okay okay uh, and she shares, like you say, like a memoir, she shares memories from her childhood mm-hmm. with her dad. Yes. And she shares the recipes that they ate together and they cooked mm-hmm. together yeah. when she was a child. Uh, and I love that book. So that would be the type of thing I would like to do, a sort of mixture of, like you say, like, mm-hmm. you know, memories yeah. from my childhood and recipes okay. um, that, that I've loved. Yeah, I'd love to do it. <laughs> right. Wonderful. And what does the future look like for you, My Food in France Limited, in terms of not just expansion, but in terms of being able to probably widen your target market? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I would love to have more people who are interested in France and Mm. the, the food here, but also just interested in food and cooking in general and finding simple, good ingredients. I want to make it accessible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to make it easy for people uh, to realize that, you know, you can make really good food, just yeah. with simple ingredients. So right. that is some of the feedback I've had from uh, my members is, you know, oh my goodness, that recipe was so mm-hmm. easy. This is so yes. easy. And I'm like, yes, yes it is mm-hmm. so easy. Mm-hmm. You can do this. So and it's probably for all levels. There's no recipes that I have included in the membership that are difficult um, to do. They may seem difficult or, you know, people are scared of them, but Mm -hmm. I want to make them easy. So I would love people to come um, who just want a bit of inspiration. You know, everybody is like, oh, what are we having for dinner tonight? You know, it's that Mm. question. You have to think about it every single day. And I want to make it easy for people or easier anyway, inspire them. Wonderful. Because you have ideas and inspiration for day-to-day meals, Mm. feeding young children. Mm. and impressing dinner party guests Mm -hmm. what would you say is the most challenging in all of these the day-to-day the feeding of the young children 
Mm. Well, I, I guess when you say young children, you could include family. Mm. Um, and the impressing of your dinner party guests, which would you say is more challenging or most challenging out of the three, <laughs> the three areas? Probably the children. Ah. <laughs> they are our harshest critics, Andy. Ah. They are the worst. They're the hardest to please. I mm. mean, my kids are pretty good and they'll eat a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but it has taken time and determination to make them right. try. Right. Um, I try and cook things that include lots of nutritious mm-hmm. ingredients, mm-hmm. but sometimes you have to learn how to hide those yeah. um, because they won't eat their greens or they won't <laughs> eat, you know, so you have to learn different ways to get that stuff into their diets and make it fun. So quite often with my son, when we have the time, I'll take him to our local market on a Thursday mm-hmm. here and show him the fruit and veg and get him to choose something that looks different or interesting, something that he doesn't know, get Mm -hmm. him involved. And the last time it was, I think it was a big fennel bulb. And he said, Oh, what's that? That looks interesting. And I said, right, let's, let's get it. Bring it home. So he helped me prepare it and Mm -hmm. we cooked, we ate some just raw, which is really delicious just with a little bit of salt. And then we cooked some and it was so interesting because I I showed him how to do it. He helped Mm -hmm. me. And then it was interesting because he really enjoyed it. And I'm sure I'd made it for him before. And he was like, oh, I don't like that. But this time, because he was involved in the process, he was invested in it and then he enjoyed it. So Mm. there's lots of different ways you can get your kids involved in cooking. And I mean, that's where my love of it came from. Andy, my grand, just taking the time to show me and to cook with me. It just was so fun. So, yeah. But it can be really challenging sometimes. Wow. But that's interesting, getting them involved in the actual process, mm. making them feel as though they are part of the actual preparation and stuff. That's, that's really interesting. Mm. Now, in the Caribbean, we have very cultural and spicy foods that we eat. I mean, it's a normal thing. Um, and there's also the fast food challenge that we have to deal with. I know it's a similar thing in North America. But where you are in terms of what people would gravitate to, is there a challenge between balance and nutrition mm-hmm. and the fast food junkies or does one outweigh the other? I still think that home cooking outweighs fast food here okay. in France, Okay. which is such a good thing. But it mm-hmm. is, as I said earlier, I think yeah. we're about we're always about 10 or 15 years behind here, maybe. Yes. Yeah. So it is becoming more prevalent and I see more and more fast food ah, you know, that I, you wouldn't yeah. have seen before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember coming on holiday to France as a kid and just not seeing any fast food outlets. Right. And right. Everybody was skinny and, you know, <laughs> everybody who just um, the change since then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's much more available even where I am there's a new McDonald's has just been built mm, you know it's yes. it's coming in more yeah. and more and yeah. but I still think the home-cooked family meals the traditional food yeah. outweighs traditional right. I think it'll be hard for them uh-huh. to overtake traditional here in France okay. as I said at the start they're okay. very they're right. very set in their ways and that okay. could be a good thing that could be a good thing yep <laughs> Yeah. So Judith, what are some of the suggestions uh, would you give to someone who is, let's say they are involved in a corporation 
and they entertain people on a regular basis. Mm. Um, you have your impressive dinner party guests. Let's say mm. it's it's that kind of scenario. Mm. What kind of suggestions would you give them to? I would I would use this word loosely, sort of woo the guests, mm-hmm. so that if nothing else, they remember the food. <laughs> yes, yes. It was engaging. It was fantastic. Yeah. And they want to find out where did you get the recipe from? Stuff like <laughs> yes. that. What are some of the suggestions that you would give them, Judith? So one of my favorite things for a dinner mm-hmm. party yeah. is um, a range of lots of different things to right. try. Right. So you might have heard of sort of grazing plates mm-hmm. that you can do for a small amount of people, but you right. can up you can upscale that and have mm-hmm. just maybe two or three really good, delicious salads, nutritious yeah. salads, maybe of mm-hmm. roasted vegetables or salads where you add extras in like little yeah. bits of feta cheese or grains mm-hmm. or fruit can work really well in a salad. Okay. And then, um, you know, with your bread and your cheese and your little bits, mm-hmm. do, mm-hmm. you know, people love to choose and pick what they want and create a plate that works for them rather than there just being one dish um so I would suggest that you can have cooked meats you could have some fish you could have you know just a lot of different choice Mm -hmm. um or you know that makes it sound quite complicated I suppose you could just have yeah like two or three (laughs) really good salads and bread it works you know um and always always I would say make an effort with a really good dessert my favorite mm. dessert, and this is yeah. thanks to my mom, is mm-hmm. a pavlova, which is a gorgeous meringue dessert yeah. Yeah. with just really simple whipped cream on top and some fresh fruit. Okay. And that every time I make it, people are amazed and mm-hmm. wow. And oh my goodness, mm-hmm. you know, you have to share the recipe. And right. it is one of the simplest desserts. It's it scares people because it's meringue, but it's so simple and it's so yeah. delicious. Yeah. Uh, simple ingredients and you create this sort of magical dessert so try and make an effort with a dessert people love a sweet thing at the end of a meal Mm. so try and find a simple recipe um tiramisu is another good one for a dessert that type of thing um so yeah that would be my two top tips (laughs) what about lychee oh i love lychees yeah (laughs) You get them quite, you do get them here. Yeah. They eat them here in France um, at Christmas time. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Do you like lychees? Yeah. It's, it, you know, it's good. It's, it's sort of versatile in, in what you can do with it. Mm. Um, they even have ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. So it's wonderful. I like it. I, I wanted to ask you, Andy, sure. as well, when you mentioned about spicy food, I really struggle with my two boys uh-huh. to eat spicy food. And my husband and I love spicy hot food. Oh. So we are all, when I have to make two meals because <laughs> we like the spicy yeah. version and, and they, they don't. don't. Wow. What do you do where where you live? Do, you, do the kids eat spicy food from the yeah, start or most, do you have to? Uh, it's That's an interesting question. Yeah, most most of us in the Caribbean, we grew up, with basically spicy foods yeah um so yeah so you you get a choice you choose whether you like it or you don't like it and then there are very varying levels of spice Mm. you know um we have something that is called doubles okay uh, where there's two pieces of bara and chana in between and you have dressings something Mm. called chutney and Mm -hmm. then there's the burnt pepper 
Now, the thing about it is that you can decide whether you want it slight, medium, or heavy. But mm-hmm. there's always a hint of spice in most of our food. So yeah. it, it is not really a problem when someone has to cook for their family because everybody's basically accustomed with it. It's just yeah. how do we like it? <laughs> yeah. Light, medium, <laughs> or heavy. But yeah, so it, it's not really a challenge as such. And do you like lots of spice? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it sort of meshes with all the flavors and, mm. and complements the flavors. Yeah. Um, but, you know, everybody have their preferences. But, yeah, mm-hmm. we, do, we do enjoy a lot of spice in the Caribbean. Mm. Yeah. So, Judith, I wanted to ask you about a comparison between finger food for mm. an occasion and three-course meals, you know, like an appetizer, main course, and dessert. Mm. What's the difference in terms of preparation, uh, maybe cost even? A lot of people are looking at cost these days. Mm -hmm. And how impactful is one over the other, if that Mm. is the case? I do think that a set meal Uh is a cheaper way Mm. of hosting a dinner party, for example. Um, So when I talked earlier about doing it like a grazing table, It's a great idea, but it does mean a lot of ingredients if you want to have, you know, three different salads and Mm -hmm. all your different parts of that. So I do think it's probably a cheaper option to do starter, main and dessert and just have one option for each. Um, You can also do really amazing main dishes that are that you can prepare in advance, you know, big stews or pasta dishes that you can make in advance and have Mm -hmm. them ready the same with desserts so quite often you'll have a dessert that you need to leave overnight so that you, right. can, you know you can prepare that in advance a lot of people are worried about time and you know so that is look up desserts where you do actually have to leave them overnight yeah. and that'll yeah. let you you know get everything prepared in advance uh-huh. so you can be you know serene and calm <laughs> by the time your guests yeah, arrive yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay how would you uh advise mothers uh, working moms mm-hmm. um, husband is working wife is working so mom and dad leaves the house at a certain time in the morning mm-hmm. but she basically would love to prepare healthy and nutritious balanced meals for the kids to go to school because mm-hmm. she don't know what they're going to get out there mm-hmm. and she prefer not to take that chance and just say you know what if I have to sacrifice maybe 10-15 minutes extra mm-hmm. I can make a quick, nutritious, balanced meal for them. So at least I know that this is what they're going to have at lunch. Mm -hmm. What are some of the suggestions or advice would you give to moms who I know has this challenge and need some sort of guidance to help Mm. them? Yeah. So think of your main food groups. That would be the first thing I would say. So, you know, you want a protein, you Uh want something vegetable or, you know, you want fruit or vegetables. You want uh, some sort of... um, what's the word and I keep thinking of the French word this is what happens to me sometimes so you, you want like a yogurt or a thing ah, like that so yes. as long as you get the different one thing from each food group because kids can be uh-huh. really picky you can make a meal with everything in it and you know right. want them to eat that and they'll be like oh I don't like it so quite often if I cook carrots my son mm-hmm. doesn't like it but if I give him a raw carrot and some mm-hmm. hummus or something to dip it in, he loves that. Ew, He'll, wow, just even a yes. raw carrot on its yeah, own, he yeah, loves it. Yeah. So work out what your kids love and mm-hmm. to enable to get those different food groups in. 
don't stress about how you prepare them if it's just a plate with maybe a slice of ham and yeah. some in a wrap or in whatever bread that you like so they're getting the carbs you know think of those food groups so maybe pasta or yeah bread or yeah. whatever that is and <laughs> break it down make a plate just I sometimes will do it and make a little happy face with you know right. some tomatoes yeah. and you know a carrot on the bottom and nearly always they eat everything on the plate when I do mm-hmm. it like that rather than spending a lot of time making a dish with all those ingredients yeah yeah that they may not eat you know mm-hmm. this they love picky things i think yes. kids love yes. that and then you can give them a yogurt afterwards with some fruit in or yeah you know or give them fruit at, you know at the start of the meal or at the end for their dessert just don't worry too much don't stress i yeah, suppose stress, that would be stress. my yeah. best thing kids right. will just tell you it's straight anyway so <laughs> you know <laughs> so you would that. know yeah. yeah two little boys here two right. little boys so. okay great yeah um I'm, I'm looking at nutrition and i'm thinking also about the liquids that mm. they drink you know they have these these juices in the packs that a lot of people hustle and buy because it's it's easier it you know you store it in the fridge and you put it in the lunch kits and stuff mm. but i i know that there are some people that prefer that they make something home Mm. Uh, of course the kids need to drink a lot we all need to drink lots of water during the day Mm. and stuff but in terms of beverages what would Mm. you suggest that they give the kids to sort of enhance uh the balanced meals that they want to give them so that the nutrition the nutrition Mm. is retained in in their system Mm. i would give just water and water 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 Ah. water. my children just drink just water that's now sometimes they'll like yeah. you know apple juice or uh-huh. a fruit juice but generally fruit juices are just full of sugars so whether it's fructose from the actual fruit yeah. or whether a sugar has been added yeah they are generally just a massive boost of sugar and yes, we're yes. trying to avoid that for, the, yeah, for our kids that is so yeah. um if your kid is struggling to drink water mm-hmm. um so when my eldest when he was young he didn't really like just drinking water and I find it hard and here in the summer it's really hot yes and so what I would do is I just took a little bit of orange juice or a little bit of some sort of cordial sugary cordial but if you're just putting a little tiny bit in and then lots of water he he loved that and then he would drink the whole thing right so I would just stick to water usually you know any sort of healthy drinks are usually yeah. just you know unless okay. it's just pure yes. vegetable juice which yeah. i'm pretty sure the kids aren't gonna drink yeah um that's gonna be a it challenge. usually has high sugar content so yeah. go for water all the way and if you have to water it down you know mm-hmm. put a little bit of something in yeah well um in terms of the adults i mean maybe maybe you would recommend drinks with regards to the occasion but normal day-to-day activity some mm. people drink two cups of coffee a day some mm. three I, I mean i'm not going there i may drink one mm-hmm. um but some folks will tell you well look tea is healthier mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what would you suggest in terms of well i know people would have their preferences mm. but to sort of address the palate i suppose and to complement the meal that they're having let's say mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the dinner or the family outing what would be a preferred drink in terms of those beverages in terms of tea or coffee or any beverage oh I think 
I I don't know what the science says because mm-hmm. I've read differing things and that yes, you know tea yes. is better yeah. for you mm-hmm. um and there's not as much caffeine and then I've right. read that there is just as much caffeine in tea so yeah. I think go for what you prefer mm-hmm. and maybe just stick within moderation so don't have too much of either right. and just make sure you're also drinking water as well as those mm-hmm. other beverages because Although we do get some water from tea and coffee, yeah, it's yeah. best just to drink the pure H2O, I think. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes to your food, mm-hmm. um, what I have read and how I prefer to do things is to have my water maybe half an hour before the food. So I yeah. don't drink food with water or I don't drink water with my food, with, with my yes. meals. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll maybe have a glass of wine with my meal, but not, not a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> but the wine is good. I mean, it, it does help the, the digestion um, system to yeah. absorb the nutrition faster or better. Is it? Is it not? I'm not sure about that, but I'm I know sure that, that. I, I know that red wine is mm. meant to be good for us. It has, you know, it's an antioxidant. Antioxidants. I think in yes. there. So mm-hmm. I I definitely try to tell myself that well, uh-huh. a little glass of red wine is good for me. <laughs> <laughs> And we have yeah. great wine here. We have yeah. great wine. So yeah, yeah. I've I've been told. I, I've seen it in the movies. I've seen it on the um the cook show channels and stuff. Yeah, so mm. wonderful. Well, we have just about two minutes, uh, Judith. So let me just look at um Facebook and see if there are any comments here on the live chat. Uh, right, no comments for now. So I just want to give you uh, the opportunity now, Judith, to share with our audience how they can make contact with you and get your information, Mm. how they can join uh, the classes that you have online Mm. and just share your social hashtag handles with them. Yeah, thank you so much. Welcome. The the best place to find me is you can find me on Instagram. So it's at my food in France. But there's also my free Facebook group, and that's probably the first place to jump into. Um, So it's my food in France with Judith Keys. Just come Mm -hmm. and join. It's free to come in and I post some foodie content in there. Um, But then you'll find details in there about the membership space. You can also just go to www.myfoodinfrance.com. So right. if you look right. up My Food in France, you should find me. Um, yeah. And yeah. Because there's probably only one of that, right? Pardon? I said there's probably only one of that. My I, food hope so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. So it has been a wonderful time. People sharing with Judas Keys. So much information, so much valuable content with regards to food preparation of food, choices of food for nutrition and for having a balanced diet. We thank you so much for being with us in the breakout room. Uh, Inspirational story, which she had a desire to do what she's been doing now since she was a young lady. And that's Mm -hmm. really wonderful. But she took the leap of faith. She didn't let anything get in the way. And um, now she's at the position where she's living her dream so to speak, and you can hear the passion in her voice. So we thank Judith for coming on and for being with us in the breakout room. Until next time, this is Andy and our special guest, Judith Key, saying thank you. Remember, a healthy meal and healthy nutrition leads to a healthy life. Remember the three watchwords, health, happiness, and prosperity. We, we promote that all the time 
in the breakout room. So until next time, I'm saying so long. Godspeed. Shalom. Namaste. Bye for now. Hold on, Judith.